0: And welcome to the VSA Capital Tech and Transition Energy podcast on Thursday, the 15th of June, halfway through the month of June. Sun's shining. Um, that's pretty bad, all in terms of
1: the uh, way the markets are, though. Hi, Phil, how are you doing? Very well. Thank you, Andrew.
0: Very good. And yeah, look, I'll pick up on that point It's the macro picture at the moment is, is holding an awful lot back. Um, Obviously, we're, it's all to do with, a lot of it's to do with rate rises. Uh, we saw yesterday that the the Fed didn't increase their rates. Um, we see in the UK, Jeremy Hunt says it's the only thing he's got is to raise rates to try and damn down inflation. I mean, what a bloody idiot. The only thing he's got is he only got one idea and he's our Chancellor. I really do despair sometimes of the way this country is run. He really I mean, come on, the guy went to Oxford, surely he's got more than one idea. I mean, rates are not the only thing you can use and actually, you know, rates were obviously kept low for too long. They shouldn't have been kept there. Uh, Actually, if you look back, Mark Carney thought he was very clever. He wasn't quite as clever as he probably thought he was. Uh, Andrew Bailey certainly isn't that clever. Um, But Jeremy Hunt's the thickest of the lot. Uh, I really do despair sometimes. but actually it's a really weird global picture because you've also got of course you know actually rates coming down in china and they're they're only you know they're only like two and a half percent in china the economy's stalled over there um you know and of course you know everyone has a very confusing picture about inflation because energy inflation is actually now deflation it's going down it's this core inflation that is causing everybody the problem core inflation is you know services and that sort of thing Basically, having to pay people a lot of money, uh, employment is 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 tight because there actually isn't that much unemployment. Um, that's what you've got to try and work out how to change, and that ain't going to be interest rates that changes it. Unfortunately, the government's completely lost the plot. What does that mean? Risk is right off. Uh, you might as well go and buy bonds. They'll give you four and a half percent. Oh God, they're so tedious. Um, but you know, we've just seen We Soda the IPO being pulled. Um, We've seen a few placings in the the last week. Uh, Jade Stone, Entain, boom, they go straight to a discount. So why would anybody take a placing? I mean, we might as well just go off to the beach now, Phil. We could quit this recording, and just jump out, and go on the beach, yeah? Well,
1: that'd be a nice thought. At least we can go and spend some money on entertainment. And interesting enough, what? We'll- Green. it's does it be what's uh holding you relevant of what's holding uk inflation not there's all out there weekend spending yeah uh, not retail but oh uh, yeah it is such a mixed picture right now and it's publicly and but it's privately as well uh, so what it's you know, worth so, yeah.
0: though my mm. view is I actually think there's a lot of equities out there that look really cheap um the problem is there's just a complete lack of liquidity something again we've talked about in this podcast I must admit I there are one or two I have got my eye on that I am looking, not necessarily in the tech space, to pick up, but I'd probably be a little bit, I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about AI on this, this podcast. I, I, I would be a bit nervous about jumping on the AI bandwagon at this stage. Actually, I'm quite heavily exposed to it anyway. I, I noticed there was a really good cartoon where somebody said, you know, um, the stock price of Air India has gone shooting up ever since they shortened it to just AI.
1: Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, there was a delay yeah. there for the last. Ah, of that ah, ah.
0: But when you see jokes like that, you yes. think, okay, AI yeah. is Pete. Yeah. Anyway, look, there's enough of my yeah. ranting. Let's um, let's uh, crack on. There's actually quite a lot of news uh, out today. Uh, out this week, actually, quite a lot of news out today. But there's also a lot of news out this week. I mean, actually, probably Phil should just turn the clock back to last Friday because uh, that actually counts in our week. We're a Thursday to Thursday week. Um, because there was some actually really important news out of Infinity Energy Systems, one of our favourite clients. Um, but they actually announced that somebody had bought a Mistral product. I mean, it's the first time they've actually announced the purchase of a Mistral product. Yes, it was small. Yes, it won't be delivered till uh, first quarter next year. It's going into Canada, but it shows that the show is on the road. Mistral is coming out. What you got to understand about Mistral, right, is it's basically about 40% at least cheaper than the current VS3 version. This makes it highly economic. All right. So the bizarre bit was this, in my view, is phenomenally exciting news because they wouldn't even be saying this if the progress wasn't happening. And yet the stock ended up flat, which is, in my view, absolute madness. Um, we will be hearing quite a lot more, I think, out of Invinity. They're gonna have their figures uh probably not next week possibly the end of next week maybe the week after i think they'd quite like to get them out if possible by the end of next week purely because there is the international flow battery forum taking place in prague there you go that was a little bit of a tip for a conference i went to it last year fascinating i'm not going to this year i think i know everybody who's there anyway um but there'll be lots of jumping up and down on that um but look i'll tell you what um it's starting to happen um if you can reduce the cost of those batteries by over 40%, um, you're gonna get people buying them. Anyway, that was on Friday, but the news across the battery space, there's been a little bit of news, hasn't there? I mean, there's one that uh, we have said, unfortunately, we didn't think would uh, stay the course, which was AMTE. Unfortunately, this morning they have announced that they've only basically got four weeks left. If they can't get funded, it's all over. I don't think they'll be funded in the next four weeks. So unfortunately, it's all over for them. One of the things there to bear in mind is, and it's something, again, we've said so many times on this podcast, Phil, is that it costs literally hundreds of millions to build a new battery. This is a big boys' game. The good news for Invinity is that actually we've raised them hundreds of millions, uh, and they've been able to spend that money very wisely and actually have built their battery. That's where they're different. AMTE just didn't have that. So I'm afraid it does look like it's all over there. Um, the other one that we we had news out this week on the battery space. Um, sorry, I'm doing all the talking, Phil, I apologize. But was niobolt um who have this interesting technology using tungsten to improve the efficiency of the battery. Now they announced, you know, a big announcement this week. Well, I'm not sure it really. Maybe a few car enthusiasts saw it because they basically produced a battery and put it into a Lotus Elise and said you can fast charge it in in six minutes and it will still have a range of 250 miles or something. I mean, you know, putting a one battery into a converted ICE car, whatever you want to call it, you know, combustion engine car, I don't get too excited about that. I think there's a really interesting company here. They're very secretive. They don't give any information out. They won't talk to anyone. How, how do we find out about this, Phil? Come on, they, did, they live, they work, they're based just around where you live, aren't
1: they? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Nibolt's a privately owned company, um, and it's a spin out of Cambridge Universities, where the technology's uh, originally been developed, and yes, we have indeed tried to have discussions with them, but they're uh, probably right now got their heads down developing their tech, but hate for lack of try, Andrew.
0: Yeah, the trouble is, you know, we, as you know, over the years, we've looked at a lot of battery companies that have got some brilliant new tech and they think they're going to be the, you know, the answer to everything. The holy grail. Uh Uh, They they still run out of money because just doing one car is very different from mass producing. Uh, The question is, is this a commercial product? I'd love to know. Anybody from Narbolt listening to this, come on, get in touch with us. If you've really got a good product, don't be embarrassed about it. We're, we're, We're here to help you um anyway there's enough on batteries uh i also actually just finishing on batteries gore street energy fund had uh some numbers that i didn't know phil
1: yes they did yeah
0: we yep. may as well cover that one off whilst we're on the battery rant
1: they had results uh which i've not got in front of me but i did read this morning um from memory i mean their their overall battery portfolio is is up they're installed base they've um one new capacity market contracts for the government. These are long term 15 year contracts. Um it was profitable. I'm trying to think of anything else that comes to mind really. I think that I think the overall nav was uh was up for them, Andrew. It looked generally it generally seemed to be okay. Yeah, no, look, I think I mean, it was uh
0: generally alright. Yeah, I mean yeah. um as you say, the NAV went up and that sort of thing. Uh, dividend in line with expectations uh, you know one day they may actually go and buy a vanadium flow battery and they might be pleasantly surprised and I still have this concern with all of these energy funds that they haven't allowed for um, the decommissioning of the lithium ion batteries which will come along at some stage but yeah. um, I know they they take the view that it doesn't really matter that'll all be gone by the time that occurs we'll see. No. um all right let's get on to sort of some of the unless you've got anything you want to talk about let's get on to some of the figures etc which i'm sure you've got all of them covered this week
1: well i've got i've certainly got some of them covered um and i've just just in terms of sort of general general things to note um obviously we've had uh we've had tech week london tech week in the UK. Um, and I just thought. I mean, I went. I went along to one of the events, and they were covering a bit on quantum computing, uh, on AI, inevitably, but also things like computer games. I mean, they're just very much highlighting where we've got core technologies in the UK and companies in the UK, and where we've taken a long, more strategic approach to investment. But this whole subject of artificial intelligence and data processing and everything. I also uh was at a, went to a legal conference hosted by a law firm, and of course the lawyers, there's all sorts of concerns over what might happen with AI, you know, the implications of it. And on Wednesday, the European Parliament apparently has, you know, announced passed the first draft draft of its AI Act, which is proposing various laws of um hopefully managing to control this technology. But what all I would say is the companies out there is like uh, every company I've seen now is mentioning up uh, they've got artificial intelligence. Well, it's like, well, <laughs> number one, do you? Because it takes an awful lot of tech resource to do all of the modelling and data analysis and, and put all the algorithms together. And, uh, and three, and then it's like, well, what are the risks of it involved? So to be honest, I don't think it's worth mentioning unless it really is real in your business and it is achieving something for you. So that would be one. Sort of comment from from what I've been picking up on this week, but but moving on to um on to sort of results. Uh, one of my uh, one we have covered a lot. We do our Oxford Instruments uh, had there. You saw so those. Andrew have their 4 year results. Um, yeah. And this is one of our. It's OXIg is the ticker. 1.5 billion market cap. Um, long established brand in scientific equipment and at the absolute leading edge. And in helping industry um, and academia to research new technologies, new drugs, new materials um, and they have products that go into atomic force microscopes, electron microscopes, cryostats for so working at quantum level with materials um, and, and here we go, so their results strong their orders were up by twenty one percent to five hundred and eleven million fourteen um, percent the constant currency basis, so strong order books and what I'll tell you what got me is because obviously mixed pictures out there on the economy. But this is an indication of where spend is happening on tech development. And they said this is in terms of their revenues uh, by end revenue, the advanced materials, so, tech, you know, their, their instrumentation is being used to develop advanced materials. Revenues are up 25% to 140 million. Semiconductors, some new semiconductor materials and products up 9% to 122 million. And then life sciences is up 10% to 85 million. Um, so you know strong underlying growth is all r and d based spend uh from their customers, and their profits were up by twenty percent to eighty million a really good set of results have a hundred million pounds in cash um and yeah I have to say one that we uh i don't cover as an analyst but certainly is a is a is a super company i think yeah it is i agree with that okay now on the same um same sort of vein in a way. This is this is board based, like science based instrumentation, but in different sectors, and probably not at the high end of sites in terms of its customer base. All that is for sure is Halmer. Uh HLMA is the tickets, nine billion market cap. Uh, they have four year results now. They they um, they got end products that are you know safety systems, things like fire detection systems, fire suppression, elevator safety systems. Uh, explosion protection so broader you know environmental analysis products um and the same in, in medical as well so broad-end markets for halma um and the full-year revenues they were up 10 percent organically this company has been very acquisitive in the past but it's, well, you know, it's years of, of steady growth uh so 10 percent organic growth overall sales of 1.85 billion and the PBT was 291 million, but it was down by 13%. But the reason was is that they had a gain on disposal in the prior period. So you've always got to look in the, you know, look in the detail to see what's happening. Um, they had a return on sales um, impacted by interest rate rise and supply chain disruption. Um, well, I mean, a lot of companies have seen that. Um, their in terms of net debt. They have made acquisitions a period and that double, but they've got a good, you know, the gearing ratio is 1.38. They've got firepower for acquisitions. They're investing heavily in R&D, which we really do like to see. So, you know, the share price was off a bit this morning. I think we're guiding slightly down. It was slightly down on the margins, which are still high double digit. Um, But, you know, under the economic circumstances and the markets, I don't think too bad, and it's a long-term performer, however, like and Instruments.
0: Yeah, they're actually off five percent, Phil. So they're taking a little yeah. bit of a hit, but, uh, but it's, probably- had a, it's had a had a tough yeah. few years. To be but as you say, it's it's so long term. It's been a great little performer. Yeah, it's just had a tough few years. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. So there we go. Um, on to uh t- yeah i better cover it swift i guess because we talked about ip group last week didn't we um and about tech uh, funds we, yeah. we did a little bit yeah
0: but i'll tell you what they did have they had their agm didn't they yeah they did um, look i'll tell you what i've been talking to a lot of people about ip group and actually molten ventures had their finances yes. so let's do them together a yes. little bit but i'm just going to tell you one i'll let you talk i mean a couple of points on ipo and Moulton, right? I'll just make it. and then you can tell me if I'm wrong or I'll add anything onto it, right? But the first thing is IP Group said in their AGM that their intention was to build long-term shareholder value. Well, you know what? I hate to say it. If you go back 20 years, the share price was actually slightly higher than it is today, I think you'll find. That is not long-term shareholder value. Um, so, number two, they're making a fundamental mistake, I believe, with their share buyback. They keep buying back shares thinking that that's clever and helping shareholders. But you think about it, if your IP group, which is a collection of companies, in particular Oxford Nanopore, what you sh- if you just do a share buyback and nothing else, what you're effectively doing is buying in the portfolio of companies. So what they've really been doing is buying more and more Oxford Nanopore, which has just been going down and down and down but of course they're not actually physically buying because they're buying IP group. What they should do is they really wanted to say that, look, we're buying in because our discount is too big and both of them are trading about a 50% discount. For every share they buy back in IP group, they should sell a share in Oxford Nanopore. And then they actually really would be trying to narrow the gap between the NAV um, and the share price. By doing what they're doing, they're not. There's a fundamental flaw there that the the board at IP group have not understood. Uh, and I'd also tell you that the central costs for IP Group and Molten Group, they're both about half a million, sorry, 500 million market cap, are 24 million pounds each or so. So what yeah. I said to my clients is the two should merge uh, IP Group Molten Ventures and become Molten IP. Um, and I'll tell you what, I've talked to quite a lot of institutions about it, and they go, God, Andrew, do it. We would love it if they did. So if either of you are listening, go and talk to each other and do a merger, can you please, because it's actually
1: what your shareholders want. That's, that's Andrew that's quite a view actually and yeah I mean I was looking at the cost between the two of them and you're right yeah it is that it's at that level and it would make a lot of a lot more sense in the way that, it's, uh, that they operate yeah and uh, yeah the share buyback thing that never gets looked at enough does it in terms of the reasons and what that actually generates uh, when companies are spending money on share buybacks uh, but particularly in this case I, th- I probably stole your thunder there and, and, I and you, said I th- what's required. Uh, well, no, no, I, don't, no, I don't, I don't I be, you know, you look at the share buybacks. So There's a very interesting angle on what you say there. Um, but I was looking at these, you know, these operating costs uh, and also the balance sheets as well. I mean, Morton Ventures has got 23 million of cash, uh, but 150 million debt facility. Um, and I'm looking at IP Group gross cash, but the oh, IP Group's got gross cash and deposits of 260 million. Um, and it's meant to draw down on debt. I mean, there's yes. Um, and then the, also, I, I know on um, yeah, I'm ventures. I mean, they're both suffering that the, you know the portfolio values have, got, have gone down as well. Yeah,
0: you talk just merge, the... guys, get on and do it. Yeah,
1: anyway, enough said, right? Come on. Let's move, move on. on. <laughs> moving moving on swiftly. Um our group, cloud services. hmm uh, IOMs are ticket, 176 million. Um, so they do look so a lot of those is like managed services, hybrid cloud, network connectivity, security, been around for a long time, been highly acquisitive. Um, These, uh, and there's a lot of companies in this space, um, but this one, they have their results, annual results, and their revenues up by 12%. um, And you've got to look through the various adjustments here because it's been acquisitive, but their profit before tax was down by 30% to 8.5 million on revenue of 115 million. uh, And even though they generated cash from operations of about 34 million, uh the net debt was only slightly reduced from forty one to 40. And the reason for that is um was capital expenditure acquisitions covering a dividend um so it uh, looks like their market has i mean it's very much you know exposed to the u k economy s m e s and mid mid sized businesses um share prices had a bit of a tougher time um so you know at one to Probably look at as we are a bit more stable economic situation, I would suggest, but could act as a consolidation of space as well, because it, there's lots of these small, small companies and i around on the market. Anyway, that was that. Um, GB Group.
0: Oh. oh, GB Group. Can I just say my mother owns GB Group in her IHTA portfolio. Look, she was 91 the other day. GB Group. Right. She does not have time to wait and let yourselves sort it out should have got that bid going through at 600p right i don't want to be down here at 290p so my mother says can you please hurry up and get a bid back on at 600p because she's she can't last long enough for you to sort it out what were you going to say phil <laughs>
1: i'm not I'm, I'm not that it was for you look they have four-year results uh 720 million market cap uh Christ, you know, its revenue was up by 3.7% to so $280 Um, Its software is used by e-commerce companies around the globe uh, for people identification when they're registering on e-commerce sites, etc. and prevents fraud. Uh, but they've seen tougher economic, microeconomic conditions. They're trying to swallow two big acquisitions. And what really stood out for me was on the two acquisitions I made last year, an annual impairment view resulted in a non cash goodwill impairment of 122 million. Well, that's in a pretty, you know, it's only acquired these things last year. Anyway, but yes, Bill, to- the
0: stock's off 10% at 257, yeah. all right? I know. We've this only got not- to go back to, what was it, where was it, about October or something? Was it was end of September, middle of September, I think it was, when there was all the bid talk and everything with yeah. over 600p that's what wow. my mother wants she's 91. i've got to face her this weekend she'll be cross um, anyway moving on
1: so they need a bid approach again an alpha yes. financial software alfa uh the market cap's about 500 million has confirmed speculation it's been approached about a takeover um so, they said uh, that they've received a number of unsolicited offices, uh, offers, the latest of which is at 208B. Uh, I'm not sure what that's trading on screen at the moment, uh, but the plan is at 615 mini market cap. So, a, another of our software companies are getting approached. Yeah, okay.
0: Um,
1: did you look at Eco? Echo, however you pronounce it. I do I don't see that this week, but I know the company, yeah. yeah right course set, of tech, isn't it? Core management tech. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, finals today, actually. So, uh, uh, again, in front of it's another one my mother owns. And that one's unchanged today, so I'm happy on that one, right? So that, that was all fine. All tickety-boo there at ECO. Yeah,
1: no, they've been, from memory, the last set of results was pretty good. So they've yeah. been, you know, given all the change in e-commerce and, uh, you know, in a very different place to where it was uh, in COVID times. So, I mean, come off as a sector. They, I think they've done all right. Uh, just a final small one that I spotted, uh, I know of, and this is an uh, electronics hardware company, Concurrent Technologies. It's been listed on AIM for a good number of years. Um, but this is, they they design, develop what I call embedded uh, computers. So not your normal off-the-shelf PCs. There's a highly specialized, you know, they'll use standard processors, but they are design all the circuitry around them for highly specialized applications, um, particularly in uh, the military computer controls and defense you know, various you know, defense platforms, but also for data crunching. So things like national security agencies, perhaps uh, for artificial intelligence, etc. Anyway, they announced that they've won a small contract um, for 1.3 million pounds to be recognized uh, next year, Um, so I don't think they specified who that was going through. Oh, no, no. Here we go. Uh, It's with a FTSE 250 company and it's, yeah, it's in defense. So if you do look at the defence sector and invest in it, then maybe take a look at uh, concurrent technologies.
0: Yeah, we have Mark's Electrical as well. Apparently they were quite good because everyone's still buying these air fryers. Um, And actually one other final one, which I just got to mention, was the FD of James Cropper left today with immediate effect. Yeah, Uh, the CEO's gone, the FD's gone and yeah. they still haven't got back to us with the bloody train tickets that we bought or to reorganize the visit when we were going to go visit them before the ceo was fired suddenly so they're still in my bad books
1: all right too. So i'll tell you who else i'll mention it's not definitely not in the sector it was uh did you see fuller's pubs brewery. i did they're back on the road
0: again so to speak it's
1: all a bit of a recovery there after a the very tough time
0: but yeah. you remember uh my house is about uh 200 yards from their brewery so uh, And a pint of Fuller's tastes damn good.
1: Yeah, and I stayed at the Counting House recently, which is owned by Fuller's in the city, and I had a super stay. So good. Well done. I've got good product.
0: There you go. All right. I think that'll do with enough ranting and raging there. bore people to death. (laughs) Um, So
1: uh, thanks, Phil. We'll be back next week. Yeah, we will. Okay, Cheers, Andrew.